Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Tuesday, December 14th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is super excited because for two days in a row, we get to talk about wins. Wins are better than losses. Yeah, this time we get to talk about Phantoms wins, so that's pretty good. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. Keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Vonner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam, And I'm here with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. On today's show, we are going to get caught up on a bunch of Flyers news prior to tonight's game versus the Devils and do our weekly Phantoms check-in. Lockdown Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Sports Network. All right, Russ. So, you know, we got a bunch of news yesterday from practice, some updates on players uh, heading into tonight's game against the Devils, which, as we mentioned on yesterday's show, is kind of a must win as far as, you know, kind of proving that this turnaround has something to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a must win. I agree. We saw that Joel Farabee was in practice in a non-contact jersey, that his recovery is ahead of schedule, and maybe he could play next week, but he definitely won't be in uh, the games this week. Yeah, I, I, you know, the non-contact jersey is one thing. This murmuring already that, you know, he could be back. These are the things that, that worry me. Again, a lot of times when players play for the Flyers, they feel like, they have to be tough. They got to come back early. They got to help the team. But in today's NHL, you're not helping the team if you're not 100%. You're really not. Like, yeah, he probably could keep up skating wise, but there's other things he won't be able to do. And so if he's fully ready 100%, I'm all for it. If he's 80%, stay out. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, with the Flyers these days, if a player takes a maintenance day, it's always this like red flag, like what is actually going on here, which is what happened with Sean Couturier yesterday. And apparently he was cut with a skate Mm -hmm. in one of the weekend games and uh, did not know that. That's a little scary, but uh, apparently he's fine and will play tonight, but we'll see how he looks out there. Yeah, no, he talked about it post-game. He he missed a little time on the ice. He got stitched up, and he went back out there. And that is Sean Couturier and most hockey players. So I'm not worried about that. I just think you have to take a maintenance day because you just don't want it to pop open. Like, if he's going to risk having that happen, yeah, risk, risk it during a game, not during a practice. For sure. And uh, uh, Derek Broussard is still out. He skated... You know, 
before practice outside of the group and it doesn't sound like he'll play this week and has a hip issue which uh, I, I hate to like be like oh that's you know an old guy thing but it is an old guy thing it is he's got a lot of mileage on him and so you do wonder what this is going to do to his play and to this season and it is a little worrisome because again the flyers will reach a point where you're bringing up players that have no business being there but may have to because they don't have a choice. So this one, yeah, this is a tough one. And I can't blame Broussard. I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't missed that many games in his career, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I I want the best for him, and I hope he does get back to playing condition. But again, when he's ready. Yeah. Uh, Mike Yo did mention uh, that... He knew that Wade Allison was back playing in Lehigh Valley, uh, but with like everything going on, he hadn't really considered a call-up, but um, that he's happy with the effort of the existing Flyers group so far. And so like the subject just hasn't really come up. But we'll talk more about Wade Allison when we talk about the Phantoms update, because there is a lot to talk about on that front. Do I believe Mike Yo in this instance? No, I do not. <laughs> You are such the skeptic, but it's very endearing. I mean, it's just, it's one of these things. It's like, am I really supposed to believe that everything's okay now? You've won a couple games. That's fine. You're playing a little better, more like the Mike Yo way. That's fine too. But nothing else is getting talked about? No. Well, I I think the one thing that also isn't getting talked about is the fact that they don't have really any updates onto the coaching staff situation. And, you know, we saw that Yo with uh, Daryl Williams and Kim Dillabaugh and Nick Schultz were running practice yesterday. And the fact that they, you know, haven't said anything about potential candidates is, I think, more concerning to me. It's concerning. It's one of these things where it's kind of like... um, I don't know, let's just say back we're, we're back in the 1800s and I own a general store and I'm like, hey, Rachel, um, I got to go out of town. Can you watch the general store? And you're like, OK, yeah. How long are you going to be a day or so? And, you know, and I don't come back for like a month. It just feels like that's what's going to happen here. Like they're just waiting to see what happens with with Yo and this team. They're not going to put any more assets into it and they want to see which you know direction the team's going before they do something. And. I, I just think it's it's not fair to Mike Yo, but you know I'm sure he had an inkling this could happen. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I worry about that. I I think honestly a lot more than some of the other stuff, just because if you're trying to put a new system in place, you need like the people there that are gonna help you execute on it. Yeah, I mean I'm sure Nick Schultz has played that system, right? I mean he was yeah. in Minnesota, but that's not the point. The point is. It's got to be more than that. These guys have all been in the organization. I don't know how much I could stress that somebody outside of the organization should come in with fresh eyes and really see what's going on. I mean, this is, you know, Nick's doing this trial by fire. I get it. He's a good employee, but, you know, I don't think it's ideal at all. No. Well, some good news is that Elliot Denoyer, Flyers prospect, made the cut for Team Canada for World Juniors. Yeah, I was real happy about this. I I figured he was on the bubble, and I, I just, knowing the, the amount of talent that they had, the skill and everything else, that it was going to be tough, but he is having a great year, even better than last year. 
His skating's undeniable. He does other things. He draws penalties. So I'm glad they can see that, you know, they need him. Uh, I'm, you know, the other flip side is I'll still be rooting for Team USA. But good luck, <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, you know, the reports out of the camp that they just had were pretty good on him that he progressed really well and he was one of the hardest workers out there. And in the two exhibition games that they had, you know, he was fine in the first game, but the second game he really stood out and he had a goal in that game. So um, he did the same thing in Flyers camp. Like he was playing with the, you know, with the older guys after a while because he was looking so good. So he, this has been a big year for him. Well, we're going to talk more about some other Flyers prospects when we get into our Phantoms discussion coming up next. But before we do that, I want to talk real quickly about the new vaccine mandate for the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, that will be starting January 3rd, but in full effect on January 17th, and that's due to a new city mandate for indoor places that serve food and drinks. So I I think that's really good. I think it'll make some people more comfortable going to games. Yeah, I I agree. You know, especially if you have a family or if you go home and, you know, you have a grandmother there, grandfather, anything like that kind of situation or somebody that's compromised. I just think this is the best way to go. I mean, I still wear a mask in so many places and I see places where people don't wear them and it's like, all right, well, I'm still going to wear it and I may be safe, but I'm doing it for other people too. So I think this is good because this is doing it for everybody. And so I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I, I think it'll be better for a lot of people, like you said, who maybe haven't been able to go to games because they're older or immunocompromised. And, and I'm really glad that, you know, there's an extra layer of safety that they're putting in place. Omaha Steaks is one of those companies, Rachel, that you see with these great commercials around this time of the year. You see the, you know, the meat, the apple tartlets, all those things. And the holidays are just, they're right around the corner. And the perfect gift is always tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. Then you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. 
With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. You'll get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your podcasting platforms. Russ, I feel like the Phantoms just like wanted to follow in the Flyers' footsteps here because... You know, the Flyers won their two games in a row, and lo and behold, the Phantoms won two in a row, ending a similar long winless streak at eight games. And Mm -hmm. they're kind of also maybe getting their power play mojo back, which is also similar to what the Flyers have been doing. Yeah, a lot of times that does happen where, you know, the AHL team will mimic the NHL team, and eh, it's a good time for them because they do need to get on a roll. So, you know, this could really help the Flyers down the road, too. I think so, too. And uh, their two wins this weekend were on Saturday versus Cleveland. They won 4-2. to two. This was a much more solid win, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe their play was a little sloppier in this game, interestingly. But Cleveland isn't as good a team overall as, as Hartford. But, you know, they got that lead. They maintained it. And that was a really good sign. On Sunday. Yeah. I was going to say, you're right. It's a very good sign. On Sunday, they played Hartford. Now, Hartford is in a weird situation because they are actually one of the best teams in the division and so are a tough opponent. But they were just coming off some postponements due to COVID. And so remember, I mentioned that. I mentioned that when we did the preview, like this is a winnable game because of the COVID issue and especially in net. Well, it was it was yes and no on that front because <laughs> so the Phantoms won four to three in a shootout, but they just ran into a really great goaltending performance from Hartford as well. I think they could have had a lot more goals, but the the downside of it is that the Phantoms did have a two goal lead um, that they squandered and Hartford tied it up late in the third. And I think part of that was due to the fact that this was the second game the Phantoms had played in less than 24 hours. And also the Phantoms had missed some games, not because they had COVID, but because other teams did. And so maybe they were a little rusty coming into the weekend overall. Uh, but I think that they put in a pretty good effort until the third period in okay. that in that game um you know they had some amazing chances that they just got stoned by the Hartford goalie it was it was kind of brutal <laughs> at a certain point you're just like come on but well um, it, it looks like it was who I thought it would be Tyler Wall right and no no it wasn't Wall who was it, it was it Adam was, Huska yes okay yeah and he got off he just came back from getting shellacked at the NHL level but but Huska is a guy that's capable of facing a lot of shots. He could be a workhorse. So I'm not shocked that he had a you know a good game. But this was good. This was something that the Phantoms could could build on. I know Zamula York looked better. I know we'll talk about Wade Allison. You know, we'll get to that. So very positive so far. In the 
goaltending column continuing that discussion for the phantoms uh, we know that felix sandstrom has been like the guy right now just because urson has been out and then uh, they lost the other backup to the St. Louis Blues <laughs> last week. And so uh, Pat Nagel is kind of filling in there. And on Saturday, Felix Sandstrom left the game after the first period. Turned out he was sick, non-COVID sick, but had sinus issues and just like couldn't play. So Pat This Nagel- time of the year, sinus issues, man. I mean, I could tell you there's times where I'm taking Mucinex seemingly every day. So I get it. I would never make fun of that or anything. I feel it when I wake up and you just, you know, you got to take something to alleviate it. No, I I hear you. But Pat Nagel did a great job coming in mid game and he faced a penalty shot pretty soon after he came in. So doing that cold and he stopped it. He's 34 years old. I know. It's, you know, it's like you look at his record and it's like. He has been everywhere, like from Ferris State to all these stops in the AHL and the ECHL. And he is just like goalie for life. He's almost like that rent goalie yeah. that you hear about. Oh, I am very familiar with rent a goalie situations yes, in the hockey league that I run. <laughs> um, I think the other big upside for the Phantoms that I mentioned was getting that power play mojo back and they were two yeah. for five on Saturday and one for two on Sunday, which, you know, they had just been decimated and had no concept of what they were doing out there. And you could really tell like things were much better. Yeah. Let's see him build off this. This would be great. Getting the monkey off their backs in terms of the shootout was good too. Um, prior to that in this season, the Phantoms were, uh, 0 for 1 in the shootout and 0 for 4 in overtime, which is just brutal. I, I would not say their overtime looked great on Sunday, but yeah. uh, they did have, you know, again, they got stoned a couple of times. So I think they were they were lucky to get to the shootout. And there were two great goals by uh, Wade Allison and um, Clen Denning scored the game winner in that shootout, which was nice to see. Yeah, I'll give them a pass this time. I mean... Sometimes it's not going to be pretty out there, but they did get the job done. They did. And the AHL guys like Jerry Mayhew have started to pick it up a little bit too, which is also helpful. Like Mayhew got a goal and an assist on Sunday, which, you know, and he scored on Saturday as well. But we'll talk about that goal a little bit later. I have been hearing a lot about Stance Apparel lately, especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel. Plus, it's holiday gifting time and Stance is the coolest gift that you can give. I cannot tell you how incredibly comfortable and well-made their socks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies are. And Stance is miles above the boring old socks, underwear, and apparel we've always had to settle for back in the day. They've changed that mindset by offering color, comfort, and creativity like no other. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks and other active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside a pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They've got some really cool collabs that I love personally, like the Star Wars and Marvel socks. That's like my favorite thing to wear. So 
Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. If you feel good, you will do good and go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your purchase. Use the promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, Russ. So talking about some of the key prospects and catching up with them. First up, Wade Allison. Man, he looked so good this weekend. You could tell he's been itching to play for a while. Oh, yeah. So he had five shots on goal in each of the two games with some really good looks. Uh, like I said, he he had that shootout goal in the game on Sunday, which was a big part of them actually winning the game. And it was a really nice goal too. He definitely like faked the goalie out a little bit enough mm-hmm. to, to get him to open up. And uh, it was really nice. I want to see him play 10 games in a row. Yeah. I don't want to see him go anywhere. I want to see if he can handle all the ice time and just see where he's at. He's always going to be a shot in the arm always. And I, I just want to see if, he could stay out there. If he could stay out there, that's big for the organization, but it's still iffy. You could tell just also from a personality standpoint that he was just a really good addition to the team. You could just see the guys yeah. were having so much more fun with him mm-hmm. out there. He is such like a bright person that, um, you know, he just makes people better out there on that alone. And then when you are working with your time with your line mates, really well and having set plays you could see them talking and setting things up and then you know even if a goal didn't happen you they got a really good chance on the play so I am encouraged by it but like you said he definitely needs more time to get back into shape first off and and play a run of games where he looks pretty solid before I think I would consider calling him up no that's fair totally fair Uh, The other guy I want to talk about is Cam York because he's been back from his COVID break. And I think the main thing for me is that his pairing with Adam Clendenning has been amazingly helpful and made his confidence grow a little bit. And you can see it out there in his choices. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. I mean, Clendenning is a guy that we had brought up on the show because I said, you know, he actually... Could have been a guy to choose to bring up if if they didn't get Connaughton. Simply because he could play a good puck-moving style, and he's a decent defenseman. He's not super great. He's not super bad. So for York, that's really good because that does give him an NHL-style partner to play with. And, and he definitely still needs to, you know, have that. So he still needs to learn. Absolutely. But I I could just see with that pairing that Cam was more aggressive. He stepped up offensively more often. And that, you know, you could just see that he was trying to be part of a five man unit and not just Mm -hmm. kind of flailing out there on his own. Um, You know, he on multiple occasions, I saw him do like follow up shots where he would even go like behind the net in the offensive zone and re-pick up the puck and try to make a a second opportunity happen so I think that was really good I do still think he needs more time as a solo defenseman on the power play 
and he does need to clean up a few things defensively, but I think he has absolutely taken steps forward and he's still not there yet, like you said, but I think he's closer to being ready. Yeah, I think he's could be a month away, month and a half away if he plays really solid hockey. So maybe, you know, after, if there's an Olympics, uh, after that break, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance he can get called up and see what he can do. Maybe. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm super hopeful that this trajectory will continue. Looking ahead to this week's block of games, we have on Wednesday they are playing Belleville, the Ottawa affiliate. On Friday, they're playing Hartford again, who should be tuned up a little bit more. So I'm very curious to see how that game goes because it's back to back on Saturday with a game against Rochester, who are also, I think, ultimately a better team. So those two games are the ones. Yeah, those are tougher games. You're right. This will be a real test to see, are we starting to see an uptick? Or was there just, you know, some up and down play here? Lappy said that he is still you know, has some things he wants to work on. And so it's good that Lappy recognizes that they're still, you know. I think we all recognize it, let's be fair. But at least he's, you know, he's like, these were really good wins and it was good for the team. But, you know, we have to continue this and and we have certain things that we need to work on, especially, I think, defensively and, and playing to the full end of the game without, you know, letting the other team get back in it. So... Playing whistle to whistle, is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, wrapping things up with our Flyers fun thing. It's a Phantoms fun thing this time. And on Saturday's game, the Phantoms had their annual uh, teddy bear toss, which is always so much fun. And this time it was from a goal of Jerry Mayhew. And they collected 6,593 stuffed animals. It's a lot. Now, the big question is, are they buying them at the game? Because I notice here, like at the USA Hockey Arena, the, the teddy bear toss, it's like 20 bucks for the bear. You toss it and then it gets donated. Is it the same thing or could you bring your own? Um, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I assumed people just brought their own. but I Yeah, know. I don't know about that. I know. After I saw the sign, it made me think. Hmm. So I don't know either. I've never done it. Yeah. Um. The little f- fun thing that came of this was that Jerry Mayhew said in a post game interview that apparently in all the teddy bear games he has played in, he has been the goal scorer four of the five times. <laughs> There's a new stat. Yeah, that his mom texted him that after the game. A mom would know. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That is a really cool thing. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game versus the Devils. We will answer some mailbag questions. So send those in now. You can tweet them to us on Twitter at LockdownFlyers, or you can email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ, and I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.